Today, we have the very first interview for Writing Pursuits, and we are super stoked to welcome award-winning Christian fiction and devotional author, Linda Kozar. She gives us the scoop on being interviewed and how she faced a crushing rejection. This and more on today's Writing Pursuits. Welcome to the Writing Pursuits podcast, where authors like you discuss writing craft, author life, and book marketing strategies. I'm your host, Catherine McKee. I own Wordmarker Edits and write and produce the weekly newsletter Wordmarker Tips for Authors. In addition, I am a speculative fiction author. Writing Pursuits is for authors who drink too much coffee, endure judgmental looks from their furry writing companions, and struggle for words. If you are a writer seeking encouragement, information, and inspiration, this podcast is for you. Let's get to it. Linda Kozar is an award-winning, multi-published author of traditional and indie-published fiction and non-fiction books, novellas, and short stories. She is a speaker and podcaster. In 2021, Sunshine for the Soul took home a first-place Selah, a non-fiction book of the year at the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference. She was named ACFW Mentor of the Year in 2007 and founded the Woodlands, Texas chapter of the American Christian Fiction Writers. She also serves on the Christian Authors Network Board and is a member of Kylibris in Owasa. Linda and her husband, Michael, who have been married for 32 years, live in the Woodlands, Texas, and enjoy spending time with their two grown daughters, their wonderful son-in-law, their sweet granddaughter, Eden, and Gypsy, their rascally Jack Russell Terrier. Welcome to Writing Pursuits, and thank you for being my very first guest. <laughs> well, it's an honor, and I'm delighted to be here. And it is true that my Jack Russell is rascally because I put a barrier at the bottom of the stairs so that she couldn't come up and disturb me, but she broke through it, <laughs> and she's at my feet. She's rascally, all right. She's at my feet right oh, now. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> We're pet friendly. As long as she doesn't okay. bark. <laughs> <laughs> well, so today I'd like to touch on your podcasting story. How did you get started with that? Um, quite by uh, divine accident, I would say. You know, I was interested, I've always been interested in, in broadcasting. Um, and I thought, wow, I'd love to do radio or something like that. And then just out of the blue, um, in 2009, uh, when I I got back from a Books and Such writing retreat, um I just I got contacted by Red River Writers. Um, it's a podcasting network, and um, the the owner of it asked if I wanted to start a show, you know, featuring fiction and nonfiction writers or whatever I wanted. So I did, and uh, she she instructed me, you know, just gave me some kind of basic instructions about how to do it, but I didn't know what I was doing, and she wasn't very accessible to help me. So it's just like. Hey, learn to swim. I'll throw you in the water. Just swim. Yeah. And that's what she did, basically. But I learned what I had to learn. I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> but I learned what I had to learn. And um, I was with them for six years. But um, kind of toward the end, because they had a lot of secular uh, shows on there, the other hosts and I decided mm, that it was a good thing to break away. Uh, when I first started, I decided to do a two-hour show and feature four different hosts. And so I, I found three other people willing to do it and to cover other genres like uh, Carla Hoke wanted to do speculative fiction. And, you know, she was great doing the geek block. And, uh, you know, and I've had uh, 
Jeannie Wynn of Win Win, and I've had a, a bunch of other people, you know. It was pretty hard because I had to do all the uh, tech work and introduce each host. So that meant two hours out of my my day, you know. Oh, man. You've been writing a lot longer than that. Yes. Um, I first started writing in 2000. Well, I always wrote. I wrote for newspapers and stuff like that. And I was always, you know, I was the one writing on gum wrappers while I waited in the car line. And <laughs> I was always writing. But in 2004, five, I, I finally felt like, hey, I can do this. This is, this can work. You know, maybe, maybe if I work hard and pray a lot, I'll get published. And so um, I wrote my first proposal. I decided to go to the Colorado Christian Writers Conference. Um, never been to a conference. Um, went to that. And I had an idea for a book called Moving Tales, Funny Stories About Moving. An editor liked it and it went all the way to the board. But, you know, I didn't get I didn't get that contract because I didn't have any credentials or anything. I was a newbie, you know. That's still encouraging. Yeah, it was like my first try and um, didn't get it. But hey, I went there. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you have a Salo Award. Yes, I was exciting. And how did you come up with the concept of the sunshine for the soul? Well, Dayspring titles the book. So I didn't I didn't have um, a crack at the title. Um because I love doing titles. I mean, I love titles. It was exciting writing it. The devotions are pretty much the same as sweet tea for the soul and biscuits, butter and blessings, you know, in the same, in the same uh, mood, in the same humor. And I try to reach, you know, I try to go to depths <laughs> that uh, other devotions don't get to go to, but I do it in a, in a lighthearted way. I want people to look up the scriptures and say, wow, I never saw that in the Bible before. That's in there? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And because uh, most <laughs> of the devotions are come from my morning time with God. You know, I write down things and I do a little research. And so, so they have a lot more depth than me just sitting around going, hmm, what can I write a devotion about? <laughs> Something my readers don't, or my watchers, my listeners uh, don't know is a, your kind of obsession with funny titles. Yes. What's your favorite? Well, I think my all-time favorite of my books is Misfortune Cookies, you know, because I just, um, I worked really hard on that title for a long time. I looked up, I had to make sure that it wasn't out there yet. And I had to, I worked with Unfortunate Fortune Cookies. I wrote down... <laughs> You know, so many uh, versions before I came up with that one, and it worked. And since then, other people have copied me. But, Aww. you know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? I understand. I have a book that's the same way. I had The Healer's Curse, and now there's two or three others. Yeah. What are you going to so. do? It actually brings more people to you if they're looking for those titles. So I'm not mad about it. No. You can't be. And you don't own title, you know, titles anyway, so. Right. We're not we're not Germany. I think that's the case in Germany. Oh. They get some really wild titles because they have to differentiate. Well, that's fascinating. Uh, I was wondering if you had any tips for authors who go on interviews, either with agents or editors, or like on a program like this. I think first thing you should do is shake it out. Shake it out. And take a deep breath, just like uh, I belonged to Toastmasters for a couple of years, way back when. And um, they would say, just kind of shake it out before you walk up on stage or, you know, take a deep breath because it helps. If you go on stage without taking a deep breath, 
you're going to get breathless and start stumbling over your words and feel like you're suffocating. I've had authors on who were terrified to be on a podcast, even not a visual, just a podcast, you know, and not say two words to me. They would answer with yes, no. (laughs) So I think the main thing to do is to uh, make your guests feel comfortable, like like they're sitting at the kitchen table with you over some coffee and, you know, you're just chatting about stuff. And, you know, if you can do that, then your your guest is going to open up. You're going to open up as well. Yeah, it's kind of hard carrying a show when there's somebody else there and you're trying to get them to answer questions. And then when you have technical difficulties, like one time I was interviewing Robin Gunn from Hawaii and I was like, <gasps> I was like uh, fangirling. And, um, and of course, I had technical difficulties uh, time after time, and I had to end the show. And I was so disappointed and so upset that that happened. But what could I do? And another time lightning struck, and it knocked out, <laughs> it knocked out my um, internet connection. But as it turns out, if you're connected by phone, you're still connected, you know, so you can keep on recording. So I just kept on recording and, and it worked out great. Yep. That's a drawback from this method where we're actually on our computers. Right. But this is the better method, you know, with sound and everything. So, well, hopefully this is the first time we will. <laughs> we'll do it over if not. Okay. Well, then um, I like that I tip where you're, you come prepared to at least to say something beyond yes and no. Well, yes. And if you're, if you're upset, of course, or if you freeze up, which, um, like if you play a musical instrument, in front of people, sometimes, I don't know whether you experience that, but you can freeze up and forget, just forget all your notes. That happens to some people when they get in front of a camera or a microphone. Your top writing tip to reach the end. I would, you know, it's a simple one. It's, it's pretty much keep writing. But I will say that once I reach 30, 40,000 words, I, I feel like I can do this. It's going to happen. Because I know, I know at least the last 10,000 words, I'm going to change things. I'm going to, I'm going to do the rewrites, maybe even 20,000 words. I'm going to do rewrites. I'm going to do add-ons. I'm going to delete. So I feel like, okay, I'm on the home stretch. That's encouraging, but, but I think don't get discouraged because sometimes you, um, you read back what you've written and you go, oh man, that's subpar. That's just not good. What am I doing writing? I think you I think you just have to write that first draft and just get through it and uh, don't give up. You can't edit a, a blank document. No, you can't. And I think one good thing that helps me is reading the chapter before. And if I've been gone for a while, if I had to take a week off or something, I have to go through and read the whole manuscript to make sure I'm catching all the details. But um, if you're just writing day to day, you know, a chapter a day or whatever, just read the chapter before so you don't miss those important details. That's a very good tip. Are you a a plotter or a pantser then? I'm half and half. Um, In the beginning, I just kind of freewheel it. I have an idea of where I'm going, but I kind of freewheel it. And then I start putting it all together because it kind of gels in my mind that way. And that's how my mind works. And so, yeah, I'm both. I call myself a puzzler because <laughs> it's kind of half and half. Yeah, because that's true. Because when you're doing a puzzle, you get the end pieces, the frame first. That's how I do it. And then kind of fill in toward the middle. So, yeah. Oh, I love that word picture. That makes yes. sense. Yeah. 
So how has your journey shaped you into the person you are today? It's helped me to trust God more. In the beginning, I when I realized that, hey, this is possible, I, that only happened because I feel like the Holy Spirit got me there. And um, when I came to a point before my, I got a contract for my first book in 2008, um, I had come to this point where I'd been trying and trying, and I wasn't going anywhere. didn't have an agent, didn't have contract, didn't have anything. And I realized it wasn't that long, but it felt that way to me because I knew I was going to be a writer, but I couldn't convince anybody else. You know, and a lot of other writers feel that way. It's like, I know I can write and I know I can do this, but I can't convince anyone. They're not listening to me. So I, I just, um, got before God and I said, Lord, you called me to write, but I feel like I, I just ask you to either please help me get published or take this desire to write away from me because it's just hurting my soul, you know? And the very right. next day is when I, I got the call. <laughs> So tell me how long it took. I wrote Miss Fortune Cookies, the first draft, in two weeks when my kids were at um, tennis camp. (laughs) And I didn't have any interruptions. And I just wrote and wrote and wrote. And I wrote the first draft then. And I didn't even know it was a mystery. I just wrote it. And and then um, I submitted it on a whim. I just said, okay, Lord, I'm just, you know, when you put your hand toward the computer and say, oh, Lord, please bless me, give me favor. And I sent it off <laughs> to Spyglass Mysteries. And then I had that epiphany, that moment, you know, that sad moment where I just said, ah, oh, it's never going to happen. Oh, take this away from me, Lord. And then the next day. Ah, that's so sweet. It was so God. Yeah, it is. Okay, then. I've seen the cover of that book. It's it's really amazing. And how did you get those covers? Um, I heard that Nancy Mel, which, you know, um, I think she just won the Carol Award in ACFW. Um, Nancy Mel is a wow. mystery suspense writer. And her son, Danny, is a graphic designer. So I found out from another author, Anita Higman, um, who'd had him do a cover, that he did great covers. And I started looking at some of the ones he did for his mom in um, some of her indie work. And I was like, oh, I'm going to ask him. So I made a, a deal with him. I knew I was going to do a certain amount of books. So I made a deal with him that he would charge me a certain amount to do all these books. And he's he's fabulous. I mean, he really captured the spirit of what I wanted because I don't like, uh, for Cozy Mysteries, I like something light and cheerful and fun, not dark looking. Because a mystery, you know, mysteries happen in cheerful places. They look so, um, they're unsuspecting. They're cheerful and fun. They're sneaky. Yeah, and these dark things happen. So I wanted that. So how do you kind of cleanse your palate or rest up before the next book? I write other things, you know, like I've dabbled in speculative fiction. I dabble in movie scripts. I haven't had the... uh I haven't let go of them yet, you know, because it's, it's scary, you know, but I dabble in those. I do, you know, it's like a palate cleanser. You go on and you do something a little different. Historical romance, what I'm working on now, set in Texas. And so I just like doing different things. I don't, you know, they they used to tell you, oh, no, you can only write in one genre and that's it. But I never held with that. I, I just thought, no, that's not who I am. Because, you know, I can craft, I can do this, I can do that, I can try this. I can do oil painting. I can do watercolor. I'm not going to be limited because someone tells me I'm limited. I agree. Yeah. You can do whatever you set your mind and your heart to. 
Well, and, and the principles of writing fiction across genres. So I don't, I don't see the, the point in limiting yourself. You do need to know the tropes and the expectations, but the principles of fiction still apply. They do. And so. I use fiction techniques in, in writing nonfiction. I mean, it's, it's so helpful. Uh, if, if someone just thinks, oh, there's, you know, I'm never going to cross that, that boundary, you know, between fiction and nonfiction, it's very flexible for me because I, I go back and forth very easily. You can't do nonfiction without story. Right. Okay. Um, shifting gears just a little bit. Is there anything you'd like to share with like new writers or discouraged writers? You know, there's a lot of writers out there who want to snag a contract. <laughs> you know, you want to uh, go the traditional author route and you haven't been able to yet. Maybe you've done indie. Um, back when I started, uh, everyone was against indie except me. I believed in it. And I even did a, a writing a Meet the Christian Authors event where I invited traditional writers and indie writers. And the traditional writers were all angry at me because they said, why would you seat me next to an indie author? <laughs> I said, because they're a writer too, you know? Uh, and now it's like everybody's doing it. But but it was you know, something I've always believed in. It empowers us to be able to write. Now, I believe in being a hybrid author. It's It's excellent to get those creds you know, from being a traditional author, but it's also nice when, you know, a lot of people will tell you, oh, that book could never be published. Just stick it in a drawer and forget about it. No, if, if I believed in it enough to write it, I'm going to see that it's published because you never know, this could be the next big thing. You know, it could touch someone's heart. Well, it could read someone. There's been a few niches that have been developed uh, since indie publishing. Right kind of became a thing. I think it was a limiting thing on the publisher's parts. Yeah, because they can only publish so many books. So. But now now they complain the market is flooded with so many books. But hey, that just makes the competition greater, you know, and, and the cream rises to the top, you know, I agree. Yeah. So I would say you've gotten a lot of rejections. We'll join the club. We've all gotten rejections. And it's no fun. Um, just buy a bag of chili cheese Doritos or... <laughs> And buy something, <laughs> buy something that's like you're not supposed to eat and just eat it, you know, eat a hostess Twinkie or something and just say, okay, I'll start again after this. I've just made myself feel a little better and I cried a little, but now I'm going to press on and, uh, and I'm going to do it one day. Give yourself a moment and, and say, they just don't know what they're talking about. They don't know me, you know, one day they will. <laughs> completely agree with you about starting with indie if if you can it's kind of like there's a large bar there because you got to get through all the formatting and editing and book covers and all that stuff but you're learning the industry so I feel like it's a very healthy exercise and then as you get more experience you can start doing things like I've done with anthologies and then you've got a few writing credits and then you can move on to the query letters and the rejection. <laughs> well, and you can even enter um, awards in ACFW. I believe there were a couple of um, indie authors who won this year. So I was like, hello, that wouldn't have happened years ago. Well, they really make the bar high because they have what that uh, QIP? Yeah, yeah, the qualifying thing. Yeah, I know. Well, it's another hurdle to jump over, but 
Yes. Yeah, we can do it. All right. Well, anything else that uh, you have to share? I would just say trust in God. Don't give up and, and get before God a lot. You can't do this by yourself. You know, if you think you can or you can, you know, buddy up to an editor or an agent and try to get them to like you and, you know, that has worked for some people, but but then it doesn't last. You know, uh, the only lasting um Lasting thing you have is with God, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Just remember that. And so if you keep pressing in and you don't give up and you just give every failure to Him and every success to Him, you know, just lay it before His feet and just say, Lord, I'm ready for the next challenge, whatever it is. Because um, you go through dry spells as an author too, where you think you get that first contract and that's everything. Well, then you're waiting for the next one and the next one. How's that going to happen? So it's uh, going from trust to trust to trust, and your faith grows in God. And I, I wonder then, uh, because as you become a more professional author, how do you find new ideas? Where do you get your inspiration? Um, I never lack for ideas, uh, but I do write them down. Because if you don't write them down, you're going to forget about them. I've even had dreams where I kind of like played out a scenario in my dreams and like, oh my gosh that would be a great story, you know, so I write them all down. And then, um, then I forget where I put them. And I, and I'll run across them. I have like a 100 notebooks filled with things I've written down. So I'll never run out of ideas. That's excellent. If we write in heaven, I guess I'll be doing it there too. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, who knows? I'd be up for that. Okay. Well, um, Linda, thank you so much for joining me today and being my very first guest. Just can't get over it. You were the one that kind of encouraged me to get into podcasting. You gave a presentation at a mini conference a few years ago. Do you remember that? Oh, the Bayou Christian Writers Conference, which was great. I hope we can. That's the one. (laughs) It was an awesome little conference. I loved it. (laughs) I loved that conference too. And then COVID. Yes, I know. Mm. (laughs) But I wanted to thank you for doing that, kind of showing the way, shining the light. And I think I'm going to really enjoy this journey. Yes, you'll love it. I mean, it's, it's really fun because, too, you get to know a lot of other authors and you learn a lot about writing. You learn their writing journeys. You know, it's amazing the level of faith that all these authors have, you know. Uh, It just, it blows my socks off. You can't do it without that kind of like kernel of desire. And it definitely is a self-belief thing and also a faith thing. Yes, it's so. it's both. And you've got to believe in yourself or no one else is going to believe you. You know, if you go to an agent or an editor at those little sessions, if you don't believe, you know, if you don't walk in and believe that you're an author, that you're, you're just an author who hasn't been published yet. <laughs> If you don't believe it, if you don't have that confidence, if you're like all nervous and you're not smiling, you're not going to get anywhere. You know, I've even pitched movie ideas and had, they told me, Hey, send it, you know, I mean, and that's exciting, you know, but how many times have you gone to a conference and they said, Oh, send me your stuff. And then you never hear back from them. You know, that's true. That's the hard part about conferences because you're all, you're on this high when you get back. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to send this stuff and I'm going to get a contract. And then you don't and you don't hear from them. You know, I once got a rejection on Halloween night from Harvest House. (laughs) And they told my agent, 
don't ever send me any more stuff from this this girl. She can't write. <laughs> so you you get mean things, you know, now and then. Yeah. And I'm not blaming the editors because they, you know, they probably get thousands of, you know, thousands of uh, things sent to them. And, you know, they get tired. Well, that's kind of encouraging, Linda, because everybody needs to hear that that even the most experienced authors get rejection and sometimes terrible rejection. rejection. Mean, mean rejections. They don't have to be mean. that mean. They have to step out of their bounds to get that mean. <laughs> right. And so I think uh, it's a good thing for new authors to hear that even their heroes have experienced rejection. I, I know Stephen King was rejected so many times. And I think his wife pulled his first successful manuscript out of the trash. Well, and But then you move on to reviews. Then some people are, you know, they troll you in re- reviews too on Amazon and other places. That's an unfortunate phenomenon. Well, I think that's our time for today, but I appreciate your time for coming today. And uh, I look forward to hearing more of your books and your podcast program as well. I guess that's our bell. Oh, it's the bell. Okay, well, thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you, and uh, goodbye. (laughs) Bye, Catrice. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment and follow the podcast. If you're new around here, I hope you will join the Writing Pursuits author community for more content and to receive word marker tips for authors. That link and all the links mentioned in today's episode are in the show notes at writingpursuits.com. Please join us on Wednesdays for new episodes. And keep writing, my friends. Keep writing.